Hey guys, it's Deandra, and welcome back to Elegantly Unpolished, the show that helps you get unstuck so you can become unstoppable. (laughs) And today we're going to do a deep dive into imposter syndrome. We're going to get a deep understanding of it. Who struggles with it? Why do we struggle with it? Most importantly, what are we going to do about it? Let's get started. Okay, so let's get into imposter syndrome and see if we can create some definitions around it. Imposter syndrome is the feeling that you're not really up to the job or that you're unprepared or unqualified to rise to the occasion or you just can't step outside of your comfort zone. So in the book, How to Take Smart Notes, the author sheds some light on who's most impacted by imposter syndrome. And to my surprise, high achievers are the ones who struggle with it the most. Because according to the author, it turns out high achievers have had a taste of the vast amount of knowledge that's out there. And for this reason, and high achievers naturally are driven to learn more and continue growing and expanding knowledge and increasing in competencies. The trade-off with all of that is the more we know, the more we're aware of what we don't know. And that's why we struggle with imposter syndrome. So here's the takeaway from that insight. If you're struggling with imposter syndrome, it's because you are already a high-achieving person by nature. And you may not feel like you're qualified, even though of all people, you are. But there may be a persistent feeling of incompetence or inadequacy, despite evidence that reflects otherwise. So that's often when those feelings of self-doubt start creeping in at the moment you start thinking about taking inspired action towards your dreams. Self-doubt kicks in. Now, there are some benefits to self-doubt. The main one that I've found is it can help us keep our ego in check. Because again, as high achievers, we know, even if we don't admit it, we're natural born leaders and we're driven to continue elevating ourselves. It's just who we are. So let's see though, if we can deconstruct self-doubt. We'll go up a layer, maybe down a few layers and see what wisdom is there for us. Okay, so let's first and foremost define self-doubt as a subset of stress. So we got stress at the top. And according to the work of Dr. Danny Friedland, who's the author of Leading Well from Within and the incredible man who inspired me to make this my life's work, you can find links in the show notes. Anyway, Dr. Danny defines stress as the feeling we experience when the demands that are being placed on us outweigh the resources we have to fulfill those demands. That's when fear sets in because you become afraid that you can't handle the challenge that's being presented to you or that you'll fail. And you may start feeling overwhelmed and thoughts start spiraling and you start feeling stress and tension in different parts of your body. And I'm I'm getting stressed out just talking about it. (laughs) 
You know, um, it's that feeling, that level of stress. You know what I'm talking about. And, the, and stress is asking us the question, can I handle this situation? Self-doubt, on the other hand, goes deeper than stress. So now we're going down a layer because it asks the question, how will I feel about myself? Or how will I value myself as I deal with this situation? So you see, these are two very different questions. The stress question of can I handle this deals with competence and capability. The self-doubt question of how will I value myself through the process deals with self-worth. And now we get to the heart of why self-doubt is so debilitating. There's been a lot of research done, though. Let's, let's kind of back up to stress for a second. There's been a lot of research done that shows that stress is a form of energy that can be converted for a higher purpose. It can be a gift to help you do something very, very courageous. And, you know, whether it's running from your life because a mountain lion is chasing you. I, I live in Arizona. Um, um, maybe you're in danger and, you know, you got to get away fast. Or, or if you got to rise to the challenge of, a, a, you know, one of your greatest challenges, you got to rise to the occasion when you're feeling pressured. So what if you can embrace the benefits of stress instead of resisting the feeling altogether? Because as the saying goes, what we resist persists. In other words, the more resistant you are to an idea, the more you perpetuate the very thing you say you don't want. Why is that? Because where focus goes, energy flows. It takes energy to actually resist an idea. And when you release that resistance, you free up energy that can be used in a more creative and a more effective way. You can harness the energy of stress to direct your focus on what you do want instead of using that energy to overthink, which always leads to negative thoughts, and ruminate over what you don't want. Okay. So now we know if we could see stress differently, we can learn how to leverage it instead of resisting it. That's a thought we really should consider or we may want to consider. Let's not shit on ourselves. Um, anyway, let's get back though to self-doubt. I think if you were to ask most people what's the opposite of self-doubt or if you were to look it up in a dictionary, you'd see that the antonym of self-doubt is confidence right? That's what most people believe. And that's, that's what we're told. So that might lead us to believe that confidence is the absence of self-doubt, right? And we know self-doubt is directly correlated with our feelings of self-worth, which means the real fear is what if I can't accept myself or find enough value in myself if I were to fail? And that's good to know, because self-acceptance is something you can work on. You can learn how to unconditionally and radically accept yourself for who you are, as you are, no matter what. That's a new mindset. You can adopt that mindset and start practicing it in your life today. So with that said, confidence is not the absence of self-doubt. True confidence is the willingness and the courage to embrace self-doubt and even discover how to convert it. 
So now you know you can leverage those feelings just like you can leverage stress so that you can rise to the occasion and follow the call of your heart. All right, now let's revisit high achievers. High achievers tend to come from families or backgrounds where their self-worth was tied to their accomplishments or maybe their safety was tied to their ability to you know, do really well in school so they could get out of a situation, go to college, have a better life. Or maybe they only got attention from their parents when they brought home straight A's or maybe you were brought up with a reward and punishment system. So like if you did really well in sports or at your, you know, piano recital or something, then you got celebrated and acknowledged. But when you didn't do so well, maybe you were criticized and judged. These are feelings we carry into adulthood. And the underlying belief becomes, I am more accepting of myself if I have proven myself as worthy. You may see love, respect, and acceptance as something that's earned based on what you do rather than simply who you are. And I want to change that for you if that's something that you're struggling with. Because here's the problem with self-worth being tied to your sense of achievement. You're going to struggle with self-doubt more than those who unconditionally accept themselves, regardless of their achievements. You'll struggle with it as long as you believe that your worth is based on the scorecard that you keep in your mind. And that scorecard could be the amount of money you have in the bank or your net worth in general. It could be how many degrees you have or how many titles you've been given over the years. Or, I mean, it could even be based on having your parents' approval, even as an adult, or somebody else's approval. Remember, the limited belief is you can only accept yourself as long as you have proven yourself to be worthy. So let's tie that all together. Okay, and I'll kind of recap what we just talked about so we can have a clear understanding. If you're a high achiever, there's a high likelihood that your sense of self-worth is tied to your achievements. High achievers struggle with imposter syndrome more than others because they equate their accomplishments to their feelings of worthiness. So if you're a high achiever, you're also likely to be managing a significant amount of stress because by definition, you've achieved a lot in your life. And that likely requires your ongoing energy and focus and attention. We know we feel stressed out when the demands on our lives outweigh our internal resources. But stress is an energy that can be converted to good use. We can gain more resources. We can convert that energy rather than remain in a perpetual state of stress if we choose. So remember, stress asks the question, can I handle this? I've personally adopted a mantra that helps me manage stress. And for those of you who remember the show Scandal, where Carrie Washington played Olivia Pope, one of her most famous lines that she said throughout all seasons was, it's handled. So when I'm personally faced with a challenge or crisis, I channel that energy and I consciously speak out, I'll handle it. And there's another um, 
resource, there's a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by um, Susan Jeffers. And she says, start telling yourself, I can handle anything that comes my way. You can believe that because it's true. And do you know how I know it's true for you? Because you're still here. You're still listening, which means you're still willing to evolve and grow. That tells me your track record for overcoming challenges is 100%. So you can handle anything that comes your way. That takes care of the stress, right? Now nobody's stressed out. (laughs) If it were only that simple, right? At least we know what we're dealing with. Now, what do we do about self-doubt? Because again, the question self-doubt is asking is, how will I value myself? What will my worth be if I go through this? And here's the kicker at the root of self-doubt. If I discover I can't handle it, if I discover I'm not worthy enough to rise to the challenge, then I cannot accept myself. So you may have been thinking all along that you were afraid of being judged or rejected or criticized by other people or feeling abandoned by people who love you if you don't perform according to your standards of perfection. But the deeper fear, may I suggest, is that you're afraid to find out whether or not you have what it takes. Could it be that you're afraid to find out if you're not worthy? That's a fear we cannot fathom having to experience because what then? What if you're not? That, my friend, is the fear that drives us to do all sorts of things that lead to self-sabotage, dead ends, and making little to no progress towards our dreams because we're too afraid to find out the answer to that question, what am I really worth? What is my value that I bring to the world? And that's when we get into overthinking and and paralysis by analysis. We start convincing ourselves that so many things need to be true in order for us to confidently move forward. We want a guarantee. We want all the lights to be green at the same time before we step on the gas. But can you see, this is your ego trying to protect you from possibly experiencing one of your deepest fears. And that fear is so deeply rooted in the subconscious mind that the only way to overcome it is to replace it at the subconscious level. Because that's the belief that I'm not enough. That's what it really boils down to. And this is why doing the very thing that scares you the most Bringing that dream into reality is something you'll continue to avoid as long as you're afraid of what it may reveal to you. As long as you believe there's even the slightest possibility that you're not enough, you'll continue to stagnate and run in circles and drift further and further away from the life you really want to create and enjoy. You're afraid. I get it. I'm afraid. Do you get it? Yes, but what you fear is an indication of what you seek. And what you are seeking is seeking you, and it is relentless. You will not have a sense of fulfillment and inner peace that you desire until you follow the call of your heart. 
take inspired action. Get the courage to do the very thing you're afraid of. Because here's the bigger truth. Here's why it's so extremely important that you follow the call of your heart and follow your bliss. The bigger truth is regardless of what dream you're you're wanting to pursue, it's not about the dream. It's not about what you have. It's certainly not about what you're going to get. It's not even about who you want to serve or the difference you want to make in this world. That's the grand deception we've all been programmed to believe that all of those things are what matter most. And don't get me wrong, it matters. But as long as all of those things that you want to do and have is tied to your self-worth, it's going to keep you in the loop of asking the question, am I enough? So what we have to do is change the question. And instead of asking yourself, am I enough? Here's your new question. Who do you want to become? Who do I want to be? Because once you know that for yourself, then and only then will you do what you have to do. Self-doubt and all. All we're dealing with are feelings and beliefs. So this is an invitation for you to be bold and courageous as you decide who you really want to be. What you see is what you will become. So start seeing yourself not only as having a seat at the table, see yourself owning the table and inviting other like-minded thought leaders to join you at that table. You are the one leading the narrative of your life. You are the only one responsible for your inner world. So be courageous as you release those limiting beliefs. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing what needs to be done while you're afraid to do it. Feel that fear and do it anyway. I want to encourage you to do the thing that you fear the most. Decide who you want to become and start behaving in ways that align with the new vision of how you see yourself. Believe that you can become that person now. Because we believe first and we experience second. Trust yourself now more than ever. You are literally one habit, one energy shift, one new thought away from a completely different experience of life. Remind yourself as often as you can that following your bliss doesn't mean you're chasing anything. It means you're simply playing and learning and enjoying your life and expanding yourself. That's a beautiful thing. A brand new path, a new beginning, a new life. It's waiting for you on the other side of fear. So any thoughts you have of playing small or being realistic are just a form of comfort to talk yourself out of truly living your life and reaching your full potential. Growth is uncomfortable. You're going to be uncomfortable by definition. That's what it means to be out of your comfort zone. So be patient with yourself. You're literally training yourself from the inside out for a whole new lifestyle. Self-acceptance begins with knowing that nothing can add to you 
or be taken away from you because you are already whole and complete. You're already enough right now. Now get out there and do it. Follow your dream and become the person you know you were meant to be. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful to be able to do what I do. And as always, if this message resonates with you, please share it with someone. You never know. Somebody may just need one new thought, one little spark that can change the course of their lives. Wouldn't you want to be a part of that ripple effect? So beautiful. That's what happens when we lead by example. And all it takes is showing up in the world as our true selves, determining who that is and becoming that person. So until next time, I hope to see you in the Facebook group. It's been a delight to have so many new faces and to hear about things that people are working on. I can't wait for a year from now to look back and say, hey, remember in the fall of 2021 when everything changed? That was when I developed a new attitude about myself. I got a new vision for my future and I started moving towards that and look where I am today. I want you to think about that. What is that going to be like? What do you want it to feel like? And lean into those feelings. So stay in touch. We're going to be announcing some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, great opportunities for us to work together, get to know each other better, and to co-create something amazing together. So I'll look forward to seeing more of you and um, keep on loving, keep on accepting yourself as you are. And uh, I'll see you next time.